Welcome to another episode of Media Rewind on the Boom Howdy Entertainment Network. Boom Howdy. I'm your host, Dustin P. And I'm Genius McGee. And on this episode, we talk AMC's The Walking Dead, yes. Season 9, Episode 5, entitled What Comes After. Rick Grimes' final episode. Ooh, mm. the finale of the Grimes. Mm-hmm. So, for the sake of brevity and also our listeners, we do dive directly into spoilers. And this is going to be a little bit longer of an episode because there's a lot to unpack in this one. Yeah, there's So, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Spoiler, super spoiler. But at the same time, again, if you're listening and... You haven't figured that out by now, you're kind of a lost cause. This is Rick Grimes' last episode. I wonder if he'll survive. Exactly. We don't know. So, so we're going to jump right into it. Genius, yeah. what was your first take? At first, I was like, okay, let's see where this goes. You know, I was not hopefully optimistic, but after like last week's like like spoilerific, I knew right. what I was, yeah, I exactly. what I was looking into. So I was like, okay, let's see where this ride takes me instead of like, oh no, right? Hopefully it's not some bunk-ass roller coaster where you fall off of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like overall, I dug it. I, I thought it was a good send off and a good opening of a new chapter. Yeah, exactly. And I'm I'm very much in that same boat. I think it was a a, a decent you know send off for a character that we've seen since episode one. Yeah. Uh, of this show. Yeah. Uh, and like you and I had talked, we're actually going to break this down into three sec uh, three sections mm-hmm. because the way the episode was, it was very Rick heavy, of course. Of course. But we got. I guess, minor interactions with him and some of the other characters. Right. So what we were going to do is the the bulk of it being Rick Grimes, <coughs> we were going to wait until the end of our episode to kind of right. cover everything that happened with him. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about Jadis. Yep. And then also Maggie and Michonne and her, I guess, bloodlust towards with Negan. Negan. Because right. that, that was... That was satisfying. Yeah, so let's go ahead and jump into that one then, because yeah. that, that's really the the smallest of the stories. Right, but a good, a big right. step. A right. big step. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so we come, <laughs> so Michelle's just chilling out, hanging out, and they're like, hey, Maggie's here, and Judith's like, Aunt Maggie, all right. Yeah, and Michonne's face just drops because she knows exactly, exactly why she's there. Exactly, because like even before that, even before that, fucking, they're like trotting up on their horse and shit, and they come across the one that one lone walker, and Maggie's mm-hmm. like, I got this, stick, stick, yeah. stick, 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 yeah, stick, Ma- stick, stick. Maggie stick. went complete like Full Metal Jacket, like bludgeoning, <laughs> you know. It's all just a bad dream, fat boy. You know, I mean, she hit that walker with some vengeance and some built-up anger. Yeah, I don't know, but I've been told Maggie kicking as mighty cold, you know? <laughs> so, no, she went off on that dude. And, like, even, the, even like, her partner was like, God damn. Yeah, you know? exactly. Wow. I mean, because that's a, ven- that's a vengeance side of Maggie yeah. that we haven't seen. No, she and also she's like fucking pumping herself up. She's got all this like full of, she's full of piss and vinegar and she's ready to fucking rock. Yeah, she's you just, know? she's laser guided in, in regards to what she knew, what she knows she has to do and what she knew that she had to do. Exactly. And then, so she's fucking like, here I go, I'm ready to go. And she just turns the corner and there's Michonne waiting like, like don't fucking do this. And I was like, the look Michonne gave Maggie was both of intimidation. Like, one, she was trying to, she was intimidating to look at because she's a formidable opponent. Two, you can tell she was worried and scared, intimidated herself of what was going on. And three, it was just like questioning. 
You know, it was a really good expression. Like, mm, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah, and for me particularly, I mean, I've been a huge proponent of Lauren Cohen on the show, but even a bigger proponent of Denai Guerrero. Yeah, just because I I love that lady and everything I've yeah. seen her in. You yeah, know, from Black Panther to playing Michonne and everything else in between. I mean, she just she's an incredible actress. The the acting in this episode, especially with the, the one Rick Grimes, right? Um, and Michonne and Maggie were fantastic. Yeah, because you get you you get a sense between those two that they understand they have a common ground. Mm-hmm. You know, Maggie can Maggie wants Negan dead and Michonne can empathize with it because right. she knows why Maggie wants wants him dead. Right, cuz she was like, you know, what if it was Rick? What if it exactly. was Rick right in front of you? You know, wouldn't you want something? And then like and it was kind of a very good tit for tat when she was like, "Is this what Glenn would want?" Yep. Is and she exactly. goes, "You know what? I don't know because I can't ask him because he fucking killed him." You know, so it's like like, well, okay, how can you argue with either of those points, you know? Because you know Glenn would be like, you know, you don't want to kill for me, you know? Because Glenn, Glenn was, again, all about peace and, and like... Right, he was just trying to survive. Right. You know, he, he never really took up arms against anybody no. in, like a, in like a vengeful way or like a spiteful way. Right, so he was just super chill. And so, so yeah, she uh, Michonne was 100% right. This wouldn't what Glenn would want to do. But at the same time... We really don't know that because, like Maggie said, Glenn's not fucking here. Yeah, and Maggie even makes the point, you know, I, I've lived a year and a half like this, and I can't live like this anymore. Knowing that that the, my husband's killer is in the middle of the cell and, like, living the time of his life, mm-hmm. being free. Meanwhile, my husband's dead. And so, yeah, she has 100% right to be all pissed off and angry and want fucking vengeance. Like... But then at the same time, Michonne is like, you can't do this. Yeah, Michonne has one of probably the best lines I've I've heard, uh, or this interaction is probably some of the best dialogue between mm-hmm. characters I've I've seen on this show. Mm-hmm. You know, because Michonne even asks, "Can you live with what comes after?" Yeah, and and Maggie yeah. and Maggie comes right back to her. She goes, "You know, I can't live the way I've been living." Mm-hmm. You know, so I I've got to be able to you know come to grips with if I kill him, you know, being okay with it because. For a year and a half, she's been a complete shell of herself because her husband, the father of her child, was brutally executed. Yeah. You know? And all she wants is vengeance and revenge. Yeah. She wants to set the tables right. Exactly. And she's got a 100% point. But, like you said, when Michonne said, can you live with this? She goes, and I can. And then Michonne was like, there's nothing I can do then. Right. Just hands her the keys. Right. Because Michonne is not going to want to kill Maggie, and at this point in the game, Maggie would not go down like without swinging. Well, and but the other thing is too between those two characters, you know, we got the the spoiler at the end of last season where you know you know Rick and Michonne don't know what they took away from me, this that and the other with the little we'll the, get them, yeah with, yeah, with the treacherous triumvirate between Jesus, Daryl, and, and Maggie, right? But you know when the, when the rubber hits the road, they would never turn on one no, another. But at the same time, they don't want to fight each other. Exactly. Yeah, because. I don't know because I think Michonne finally acquiesces to the to the fact that Maggie needs this healing. Yeah, whether or not she kills or she doesn't kill, whether or not she just goes in and talks to him, she needs to have some type of closure to what happened with Glenn. Exactly. Because she even she says it multiple times. You know, I didn't even get that opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, this was stolen from me, but I didn't even get to tell him goodbye. Right. You know. So she, yeah, she definitely needs like to get this scab taken off. Yep. Um. And I'm glad Michonne let her in. Because I am too. The, and I'm glad the way it ended, it in because she. Co- so Maggie comes in, she gets the keys, right? Which was so like, 
that just look of like, all right, disappointment, and and, and just like, like, okay, go for it, do what you need to do. For mm-hmm. me. I was like, holy shit, this is this is. I was intense. I was like, okay, what is happening? Because we don't know what's gonna happen with Negan. Because last thing we know, he's fucking banging his head against the wall for some cockamamie reason. For all we know. So then he comes down in there, and immediately he starts talking mad. Oh man, shit. He, and and this mad is probably shit. this is probably some of the most psychologically damaging. <clears throat> You know, shit talk that Negan has had in this show. And mm-hmm. I mean, forget all the shit that he he broke Rick down with and broke you know all of the the survivors down with. This is some A plus Negan bullshit that yeah. he's shoveling. And, and the bad part is, man, he's doing it to a person that is emotionally compromised and already looking for blood. Oh yeah, yeah. So I think this really did backfire. He, on he him. was he was throwing a match on the fire and hope like none of the dynamite would explode. Exactly. And so. Uh, no, he was actually hoping the dynamite would explode. Yeah, because so, Maggie tells him, you know, get on your knees. Yeah, and you he's know? like, man, fuck you. I'm glad I killed your husband. He goes, I don't really don't like killing, but I fucking love killing his ass. Yeah, he Maggie. goes, I enjoyed every minute of every it. Every second of it. He'd probably say, I'd piss on his grave and do it again. You know, just, just mad shit. And then he goes, come on, do it. Kill me. And he goes, get in the light. And he wouldn't get in the light, right? And, and because Maggie knew something was up. Yeah. Because every every time that he he would speak to her, he would uh, he would avoid the light. He would be in the shadows, just trying to hide something. Right, especially if she if if Maggie is I don't want to say if Maggie is as bloodthirsty as me, but if I was in that situation, I would want to see their eyes. Yeah, you know what I want. I would want to talk right to him, and them in the shadows. No, fuck you. I want to see you. Come here. Come here. Mm-hmm. Come here. And so when he was like, no, no, just do it. Fucking come and get me. I'm on my knees. Come and get me. You ain't gonna do shit. Right? She's opening the keys. I'm glad she put two and two together. Because, like, if, unless some master plan, like, if he had, like, some, like, <laughs> if he had, like, a shiv in his prison wallet, unless something like that would happen, <laughs> right? There was no way at his weakened state she would overpower Maggie. Or he would overpower Maggie. Right. No way. Right? So he was ready. So for her to see through that shit and see through him talking shit, it's like, what's going on? What, what, why, why are you in the shadows? Yeah, and you know? it's finally revealed that, you know, Negan is officially broken. Yeah. You know, the reason why he was banging his head against the, the prison doors and everything. And he just, Maggie grabs him by the, the collar, you know, the scruff of his neck and mm-hmm. throws him out into the light. Yeah. And he immediately starts breaking down. He's like, you know, I can't do this anymore. I can't live like this. I don't want to be this person. Right. I just want to see my wife. Yeah. I and Maggie die. And Maggie finally realizes that he's broken. Mm-hmm. You know, everything that they tried to get, you know, this powerful, assertive, cocksure kind of, oh, I, I am the shit. Right. You know, all your half your shit is mine. Mm-hmm. This this person is completely gone. No, he's gone. He's, ne- he's- Negan is gone. Roger is a is apparently, you know, whoever Negan was pre, uh, you know, pre-apocalypse, right. that guy is there. Yeah. So he just wants to die and see his family again. And I guess Lucille, there's more to Lucille than, we, there, than there leads to be that Megan has led on. Because he's always been like, he's just a baseball bat and picked it up. Yeah. You know? So maybe his wife is Lucille or something. So there's there's more story to tell. Yeah. And but, he's he's officially broken. Yeah. And he wants to die. He can't do it himself. That's what he goes. He goes, I can't do it. I've been banging my head over and over and over again. But I can't, I can't kill myself. There's something in it. And, like, just kill me. Just get it over. And I'm glad Maggie didn't because then he would win. And also the fact that he has now a fate worse than death. Even Maggie says, you're fucking, you're, you're, you're. Yeah, Maggie's exact line. I came yeah. here to kill Negan, but you're already worse than dead. Yeah. And that, that breaks him even further yeah. because he realizes just how far he's actually fallen. Yeah. And, I mean, you think about it from, I guess, the original plan was just to lock Negan in the cell. 
and and Maggie is is completely against Rick's master plan. You know, no, he has to die. He has this to day. die. So apparently, Rick and Michonne, or R- Rick, Rick was say, right. He was absolutely right. Rick was right. Rick was one hundred percent right. You know, I don't want to say the justice system works because we know it don't. But in The Walking Dead in Alexandria, you know, for a prisoner to like be that broken, sometimes you know, knocking somebody down on their head, horse rock bottom shit. Not only one is a fate worse than death, but two, if it's a true break, like, and he can't mm-hmm. like snap out of it, you know, because I mean, what it's, I don't know what it's like to be a year and a half in solitary confinement, right? Got to be maddening, but at least then he can be rehabilit- rehabilitated in yeah. some aspect, you know, yeah, potentially. potentially. I mean, we we, we still don't know. Don't, we yeah, don't we know. we still don't even know if he gets out of the cell, right? I mean, you know, because we we've kept comics and the and the yeah. show completely separate from one another, mm-hmm. and the showrunners have done a really good job of changing up little bitty pieces, you know, adding some characters and subtracting some others, yeah. and, and changing character arcs uh, that that have made the show, I would say, the better. Yeah, you know, I mean, not saying that I don't enjoy the the, the graphic novels and the books, but right. it's it's a different. It's the show is different than the books, and that's what I appreciate about it the most. Exactly, it's its own different beast. So I um, mean, really, and that's that's pretty much it for Maggie and Michonne, except for, uh, you know, after the after the Negan and, and Maggie interaction, mm-hmm. you know, Michonne is visibly relieved when yeah. Maggie comes back oh, out of the yeah, cell. Absolutely, but you know what? I felt I felt bad for Negan. You know what I'm saying? I was like to see him like him just like wanting to die, like not like bad, but I felt and not sympathy, just like not and not pity, but just like, dude, you done fucked up. You're a mess. You know, well, I it's mean, like I empathize with him and I felt bad for him, but he deserves it. So I don't feel that bad. But at the same time, I was like and just looking at almost the same thing at Lauren Cohen, like you're just a mess and mm-hmm. you're, you're not even worth my time anymore. And like so, and I'm just like, man, that's wow. That is a kind of a fate worse than death. I do feel I feel bad for you, man. You know, I don't feel sympathy. No, I, I wouldn't either. Just, no, but it's just kind of like, dude, that's fucked up. That is, that's awful. You know. I mean, you think about all the death and all the all destruction the he, that, no, that he he's, totally he's brought it. on. Right, he totally deserves it. But Jeffrey Dean Morgan was so pitiful. You know, it was it was not the, a Sarah this, McLaughlin. This, I was about to say this episode no, is only went, missing the Sarah McLaughlin in song the in the background. Right, he's like in the arms. He's behind the, the cage like the like the dog. Shit, <laughs> for just fifty cents a day, you can help Negan. Right, he's a like old puppy dog and shit. No, no, no. He's he's despicable and deserves every a fate worse than death like he's getting now. I I believe this is the right way to do it. Right. But at that moment in time to see him at his fucking lowest, you couldn't help I mean not couldn't help, but for me I was like, Man, dude, you you done fucked up and I feel bad for you, but bye. Mm-hmm. You know? Later, yeah, dude. Exactly. You know? So like it was kind of nice. To see. It, it was good it was good cathartic to see one, Maggie did not do it, and she saw like just and just like this man who destroyed my husband is now a fucking piece of shit in the corner. You know, I'm glad he's got what he's got. I bet I, that was a good catharsis for her, mm-hmm. and I bet it's good vindication for her as well, and maybe for him. He's been like, man, I'm not even worth 
being killed by somebody. Yeah, I can't. I can't even be murdered by the right. widow of the man that I murdered. Right. You know, it's just like boom, 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 boom. Just when you thought he couldn't get lower, <laughs> in comes Maggie. So, so yeah, that when, was a good. That, that's a good. The punishment fits the crime. Yeah, exactly. So when Maggie leaves the the little cell there, the basement of that house in Alexandria, she comes out. And Michonne sees that there's no blood on the crowbar, and she's visibly relieved. Yeah. Well, then we get. Random Alexandrian number one shows back up and says, oh, there's trouble at the camp. Right. Okay, so that's where we're officially going to cut to the meat of this episode. Right, the Rick Grimes. Right. We're getting to the grimy part. Uh, <laughs> so the very first part of the episode, the, the actual show episode, is we see Rick still impaled on the on the, the spike of rebar. Yeah. And, and he's talking to himself. <laughs> in a hallucination or like a fever dream almost he's talking to himself in the hospital bed back from season one mm-hmm. which honestly you and i hate flashbacks for the most part in in time displacement mm-hmm. i really liked him in this episode me too i really liked good. him i enjoyed the shit out of these because it like not only it harkened back although there's i like i i didn't say it in there but i got beefs with some of them yeah okay? i do too i, I do got too. beefs yeah, yeah, with yeah. some of them but overall i liked how it wrapped everything back to the beginning yeah and it just everything was like a dark parallel of the, his beginning and his end I really enjoyed that. Yeah, so, and I, I appreciate the fact that you know the 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 writers and you know the people that produce the show almost threw a a bone to everybody that's been with them since from day one. one. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of yeah. like ah, you remember this? This yeah. is cool, huh? Yeah. You but know? It, it, it was it was, but it wasn't beating you over the head like saying, oh, there's the the bicycle crawler from no. episode one. No, 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 no. It, yeah, it wasn't beating you over the head, but it was beating you. You know, it was. Yeah. It was. It was like this. emotionally taxing. Rem- no, it was like remember this, remember this. But it was a good beating. It was, it was like thank you, sir. May I have another? You know, it was just like <laughs> what, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. So like. Fucking, because there's the, the, um, I really enjoyed the scene. We're going to be jumping kind of like, not, I don't want to go all over the place, but there's certain mm-hmm. aspects of it that I, since we're talking about the coolness of it. Um, one, um, when he's leading his horse back to, it looks like Georgia, but it's not. Right. Yeah. It's, it's the original Walking Dead promo poster. Right. From the first the, one where it's where the empty. highways are completely empty. Right. And everything's going the other way. But then now there's a whole fucking herd of zombies. I thought it was like, that was, that is a cool shot. That is a cool parallel. And another one, the cool parallel that I liked was, um, uh, the door that the, or the original door that says uh-huh. don't dead open inside. Uh-huh. Right. Um, then did you see the X. Mm-hmm. Off the don't. It was like open, dead inside. It said outside. Yeah, yeah. You remember that they changed it up because the the don't was crossed out and it said outside. Yeah. So when he opens up the door, he goes into another part of his fever dream. Yeah. So I I really enjoyed that uh, that whole aspect of like circling back. Yeah, and, and we see like the the swarm of you know birds or bees or whatever the hell was outside the hotel window or there was hospital a, window. There was a lot of crows thing going on this whole season. Right. I was thinking back like even they they when they're having happy funly uh, family fun day Sunday. Mm-hmm. Right. They go like look at all the crows. Ah, mm-hmm. You know, um, going back. There's always been like weird like crow formations in oh, this whole season. Scavengers, man. Yeah. Scavengers. I mean, it's that's Snoop Dogg comes out of nowhere. Man, I just quit being Walker yesterday. Right. <laughs> and, and we see that rick finally you know lifts himself up <coughs> off the rebar impalement with his belt and his hands which had to hurt like a mofo oh dude that made me cringe because he's over there fucking trying to do like a fucking uh uh lasso thing like and then just so himself, like a pulley up, yeah and i was just like woo, because then you hear like <laughs> everything coming out uh-huh man 
I like that was painful. That was painful as shit. And so, you know, we continue on with, with Rick's story. He He's, you know, off of the rebar, he gets up on the horse. He's mm-hmm. visibly injured. You know, he's bleeding like a like a sieve. Yeah. You know, he's just dripping blood everywhere. And the more, like, I guess, I, I hate to call him a fever dream because they're not. It's just him fading in and out of consciousness. Right. You know, from um, loss of blood. But the the cool uh, the coolest ones for me though was the the second I guess hallucinations that he sees he sees the imagery of the car uh-huh. from from the the part where he gets you know uh, when he gets shot yeah he sees the farm kind of like in a, in a utopian type of way um, and then you also see the hospital bed uh-huh. so you've got these very pivotal moments of his early life in the in the show. That are all paralleled with one another, mm-hmm. and then you know a little bit further on. I know I know we're jumping around, but yeah, we, yeah. we've almost got to if we're going to address these dreams, right? And and this was the one that got me because you know recently everybody knows we lost you know Scott Wilson, yeah. But you see the Herschel interaction, and you always realize with an actor of that gravity just how good they can be in a show uh-huh. or how good they can be in a movie. When you haven't seen him for a while, they automatically come back, and he's back to being Herschel. Yeah. You know, he's back to being the the guidance of, of Rick's character. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he continues to just kind of push him along and say, you know, you, look, your family's not lost. You're not lost. You can still find them. And I thought it was really cool because when he snaps out of that particular dream, because they're in the barn, mm-hmm. you know, when, when yeah. he snaps out of that dream, Herschel puts his hand over his heart. Well, if you if you remember when he comes back on the horse, his hand is still there. See, that's the thing that I saw. Okay, I wrote up my notes. I go, is there an extra hand over there? Because no, like- it was just like it was what snapped him out of it. It yeah. was it was almost like you know the the spark of life hitting him in the chest. Right, but it looked really cool. It looked like there was like almost like another hand, like there was somebody really there mm-hmm. because the okay. So once again, we're going back and forth because the yeah, last- it's kind of it's kind of the imagery of when when Herschel's holding his side, right. he's holding him up on he's the horse. Somebody holding up. Yeah, yeah. He, he's keeping him from really falling off. Cool. It was a very cool shot. It was. I mean, it made me like like, like wow. It lo- that's it looks like somebody's like, and you don't walk alone, for I walk yeah, with o- you. Yeah, you almost like a saying? divine intervention. Yeah, kind of deal. That, yeah, yeah. It was a very cool shot. It was a very cool shot because the one right before was the jump scare that got me. Um, I yep. I really enjoyed the John Barenthal one. Yep. Um, all you see is Shane, and he's talking shit. He's talking uh, mad he's shit. He's talking mad shit. You know, the first thing we see, he goes, hey, what about my family, Rick? He said it almost verbatim, yeah, he, he, right? He goes, he, he, <laughs> you see Shane in a cop car, and he goes, damn, cowboy, you look like shit, right? And then Rick comes in, sits in the, fu- in the driver's seat, <laughs> and Shane is just constantly talking shit. He's like, how's my daughter? Right. You know, like, god damn, yeah. dude. And then Rick's- You've been dead for fucking seven seasons and you're still talking shit but the thing about it the thing i like about it is this is all rick's subconscious exactly so it's like he knows that it's fucking shane's daughter but he loves her just the same which is awesome on rick and uh the fact that he can laugh about it Mm -hmm. because the next thing he goes he looks better than you you know and like at least he didn't get my ears you know so that's cool that even though all the shit went down he still in his heart of heart, loves Shane, mm-hmm. you know, and will do any, and they're still buds, and which I thought was very touching, you know. Even yeah, he still talk- ha- he still has love for Shane deep down, you know. Yeah. No matter what all happened, you know, the fact that he had to he had to murder him, the fact that he had to watch his son re murder Shane, yeah, you know, all those things that you know Carl's loss of innocence at that point, 
you know, it, it's it's interesting and it's awesome to see that you know Rick still has some type of forgiveness, you know, deep deep within his psyche and soul right. for all the shit that Shane put him through. Well, because then even like he goes, all that shit you did to me in the field down over there by the barn, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and Rick's like, yeah, man, I'm sorry, my bad. He goes, no, 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 you did good. He yeah. goes, you he goes, did you what I to, would do. He goes, you need to find it. Yeah. You need to find that rage. You need to find that hatred and get it done. Yeah, he goes, you did what I would do, and I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. You need to do more of it. He yep. goes, when you bit that guy's throat out, and I was like, oh, yeah, that was fucking cold-blooded. He goes, what you did to that dude with the red machete? And they go, oh, oh yeah. yeah, that was cold-blooded. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, shit. And he, did, he didn't even mention the shit with Herschel in the bar. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, because like, so I was like, he's done some cold-blooded shit. Oh, yeah, you're right, Shane. You know? <laughs> yeah, he did some bad, bad shit. And then it was like, you know what else? Rawr! And I was like, whoa. I knew it was coming, but at the same time, it was a good effect. It got me well. Yeah. You know? Because he turned into zombie Shane for a second, and then, like, back to, like, you need to wake up because I'm a zombie. I'm going to bite you. And it was a good one. It reminded me of, you remember the Twilight Zone movie? Mm-hmm. When he goes, you want to see something really yeah, yeah. You want to see something really scary? <laughs> turns into a monster and eats fucking. I was gonna say Mel Brooks, Albert Brooks, the Schwartz. But uh, <laughs> it was a good, it was a good little jump effect scare. It really was, and I'm sure a lot. It made a lot of people piss their pants. Huh? Hopefully, because I, I liked it. Hopefully, I liked because it. that was a that was a good segue into snapping Rick back into you know reality. Because right. right before that, you know, Rick starts to apologize, apologize to Shane. He goes, "You need to forget that shit." Mm-hmm. You know, and this is this is his Shane subconscious telling right. him, "Like, look, this is making you weak at this moment." So you need to get your shit together. You need to wake the fuck up, and you need to cowboy the fuck up. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's exactly what Shane always told him. You know, you're not strong enough to do this. Well, yeah. it's finally his subconscious coming back to say, "Well, yeah, you are strong enough to do this. Yeah, you can do this." You know, and I I really enjoyed that. Um, but here's my beef with the not, no no. Let's talk about let's talk about the last fever dream because he basically had three fever dreams. Yeah. Right? So the last one is Sasha when they, that's when he goes into the don't. Uh, yeah, the don't open, don't dead, open inside. dead outside. Yeah, yeah. And I really liked the aspect, the look of it when he's by himself. Yeah, because he's he's looking over this just gray background, mm-hmm. you know, this gray horizon, and everybody is dead. All these dead bodies. Daryl's dead. Uh huh. Jesus is dead. And you then, know, they, I think the the one blonde girl was supposed to be Emily Kenny. Yeah, was no, no. Supposed, that's what I was going to say. That's, Beth. that's what I was going to say. That, that I was going to like. I was going to mention that those. The, my main beef with the the dream, the three dream sequences, was I didn't like the use of a lot of that CGI background. Uh, some of it kind of threw me out. It looked cool, like on, the barn. Yeah, the it, barn. When, there when was Herschel something goofy and, in the yeah. barn. There was something goofy in the barn, and there was something goofy in um, uh, Sasha's sex uh, section. Yeah. You know, there was something goofy with just the aspect and the CGI of it. I didn't see anything wrong in the shape. But I, I thought it was kind of cool because it, it kind of made it look great. ethereal. You it, know, you it know, was kind of like. Cool, but there was just a couple of times where I was like, man, that looks hell fake. You compared to like earlier when it looked super cool. And also, I know there was a lot of like callbacks because I'm like, yeah, that's supposed to be Beth and that's supposed to be blah, 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 blah. But like, it's almost like, nah, I don't know if I needed that. You know, just to see everybody like like that. But at the same time, it was kind of nice to see and some good callbacks of all the people that have he's probably known that he known now is dead 
or it's the guilt from all the people that he has killed. Yeah, or or had some. I think it's not necessarily the people he's killed, but I definitely think it's the it's the worry that he's always had of all the of people when, he's taking care uh, of. Yeah, of, of all the people, like the the weight of you know the gravity of the situation where he's supposed to be this leader yeah. and he's supposed to be this like almost savior for everybody. But at the same time, he's a fair and just man, and he's had to do some terrible things. I mean, even like though, bite a guy's throat out, right? But I mean, I'm sure in the back of his mind, he feels guilt for every single savior he's killed. Every single, every single person of Woodbury he's killed. Every single person who, I mean, you know what? Just along the way that let's he's had to kill. Go, let's go existential. Zombies used to be people too. And he's had to put down some people he's known who were zombies. Yeah. So, like, I'm sure that all those people represented that. And that's got to weigh heavy on your soul. Because what do they say? Heavy is the head that wears the crown. And so... When Sasha comes out and saying, like, look, it's okay. You did what you have to do, and we, we all forgive you. We can just do this together. I thought that was really touching. And I loved uh, Sasha's acting in this one, too. Oh, she yeah. Sonequa Martin-Green, man. I've always loved her as an she actress. She was great. I mean, she's she's got some chops, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was she was great as Sasha the first time around when she was alive. Yeah. And now this, like, dream sequence Sasha, I mean, I had even more kudos for her mm-hmm. because, you know, they gave us strength to, to do what we had to do, and we make each other better because yeah. Rick, at that point, he's just like, you know, what am I supposed to do? You know, how am I supposed to keep everything together? How are these people supposed to carry on without us? And she goes on to, like, this, this explanation of how... The interactions that we have with that one another, the love that we give to one another, mm-hmm. you know, really bolsters each other's confidence levels, the, the the faith that we have in humanity and each other. Yeah. So I think that was really what her interaction there was was supposed to mean. But see, that brings me to my other beef with this story. It's like if if everything is supposed to be about love and bringing people all together, wouldn't you think that it would be? To me, I would like to have seen Carl. Okay. You know, because I mean, if you think about it, like. You know, these are the people who, like, meant a lot to him in the land of, like, welcome to the land of the dead. Here's mm-hmm. dad. Welcome. You yeah, know? I mean, you see Jesus. You see right, all these people who, who he thinks Emily Kenny. Yeah. And, like, so he's, I, that's why I thought it would have packed more emotional to me if it was Carl. Yeah, but I don't know if you could really use Carl in an instance because with the people that we're seeing there, huh? the, the people that have these interactions with him are people that haven't, had any type of closure with their death with Rick. Okay, so you know, with Carl, he had the opportunity to give him the letter. He uh-huh. had the opportunity to have the little tit for tat with Michonne and, and Rick yeah. in, in the sewer. So he had a resolution with Carl. Uh-huh. You know, you also have you know with, with Sinequa Martin Green's uh-huh. Sasha character. She essentially just killed herself and gave herself up to to really be the catalyst for the war. Yeah, and then with Herschel, Herschel was just killed by the governor. Yeah, that was fucked up. And yeah. then and then I guess. Yeah, because then Shane, he just kind of popped up. I mean, he didn't yeah, and, really- and Shane was. I mean, Shane was plotting this whole like you know behind Rick's back kind of plot. Yeah, and Rick never really had uh, the opportunity to you know, come to grips with killing him. Yeah, or the fact that you know Carl, Carl had to re-kill him. Yeah, you know. So I think that was the whole huh. rationale behind using those characters instead of like using like Lori. Because I mean, even to an aspect yeah. like Lori, even yeah. had like a subconscious. You know, reckoning in, with Rick, right? You know, so I, I think that so was the she reason. has closure, yeah, and Carl has, a, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, because that doesn't make sense, because especially Herschel, because he was like a fucking yeah, like a sac- dad, yeah, it was a, and a prisoner of war, yeah, like a, an act of like uh, defiance. So no, that makes 
I like your. I like what you're cooking. I'd like to subscribe to your newsletter. <laughs> so what we've got uh, at, at that point, you know, Rick really snaps out of it again. Yeah. And he comes into like the the tent city, the the where the bridge and everything was kind of set up for their makeshift station. Yeah. I, I really like that. I really like that shot because it set it up nicely. Because you like you see the six zombies coming and you're like, Grr, and then he's like, oh shit, fucking pop 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 pop. But it was scary how they're like coming in and you say it was like almost Jurassic Park from the trees and they're yeah, like the whole forest is moving. <laughs> yeah, and they're just coming like that you see and then all these zombies are just clumping through the fucking Mm -hmm. through the fucking uh, campground tripping over the tents and stuff like that it was really scary it was real fucking intense Uh, (laughs) i like it i like it so what what we get with that point is that you know rick is still losing a lot of blood you know he's kind of fading in and out but he still has the wherewithal to be able to shoot the three the zombies that are closest to him. Right. And he gets up again. And he starts to make his way toward the bridge. Mm-hmm. And at that point, we get what is almost like a you know a red herring. Almost we we see like you know all of the group. We got we got Daryl and Michonne and Maggie and all all of the main characters coming to the rescue. Like yeah. That, da, 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 right. And then like what what we were seeing is you know after they dispatched like the first wave of herd because that was a huge herd. No, it was. They just kind of stopped. No, I was, I was like, fucking, when I saw it happen, I was like, yes, fucking, here they come, the cavalry, dun, 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 right, because then fucking everybody was there, fucking Eugene was there shooting guns, mm-hmm. fucking uh, Jerry was there with his battle axe, and that Carol. was pretty badass, yeah, dude. it was, that was like a He-Man, that's a He-Man battle axe yeah, right there, and then Michonne, it was so fucking touching, like, you know, we're here, we're all love you, you, you know, you're, you found, you're, we're, we're here for you, we're all together, we got this. We got you. And then it turned around and like, yeah, Rick, we got you. And I'm like, man, something's wrong here. Because that was, that was a huge fucking ass herd. And I don't care how bad of ass It was like are. a Mentos commercial. And it's like, it doesn't matter what comes. While fucking they're decapitating all these fucking people. But they turn around and like, yeah, the fresh maker. Everybody gives a thumbs up. Right. It just seemed like. I was like, why are you stopping? I know it's Rick and he's dying, but Michonne's got this. Keep the zombies at bay. But then we turn out it was another fucking fever dream. Yep. It was a bait and switch. Yep. I was like, man, that's some bullshit. Yeah, I, was ang- I was angry. But but it was really cool because, the, you know, like Rick's manifestation of Michonne in that instance, she goes, was you know, touching. we don't die. Yeah. And that's exactly what Morgan told Rick. You know, that's exactly what Morgan told a lot of people. So they're bringing back all these little snippets from the Be episode. Strong. Yeah, yeah. Just you, you got to do this. Yeah. So we see Rick get up again. Yeah. You know, and he starts to stumble across the bridge. It was like the, what's that one where he's like, I'm going to make it. Like the little engine that could. But there was one like, yeah, I think I can. I think I can. It was really good. It was a strong test of will yeah it, it, i mean dude you're talking about the strongest willed character in the in the show except you know, that horse well that's fuck true. you rick i'm out of here <laughs> mr ed burnt the fuck <laughs> out i'm telling you i would too yeah so <coughs> w- with that you know you get rick you know kind of crawling his way back over to the bridge and whatnot and at that point honestly that was kind of a Kind of, kind of a like a false flag for me because yeah. I thought the bridge was going to collapse. Yeah, little me did too. We, little did me we too. know they did one hell of a job constructing <laughs> fucking, this. Right, right. So he, he was like, man, it fucking did. It didn't hell. It didn't break. It's like we did too good of a job. It was like, <laughs> man, that's some bullshit. Man, I was looking for a C plus. Right, <laughs> man, I, I wanted a cool, a cool average, and you done, I done, I did too good. Damn it, you know. But I dug it. But. And then the one thing, finally, so, like, the fever dream comes true because all of a sudden, like, he's like, fuck, I don't know what to do now, uh-huh. right? Something's going on. I'm, I'm, I'm fucked. 
right? Because mm-hmm. he's he's done. He he's gonna he wants to keep fighting, but he's he's, he's lost. I like, mean, well, think about it. So he, he he's blood. lost so much blood. Exactly. And, I mean, he's out of bullets at this point. Well, <laughs> right? not out of bullets, but I mean, he's he's getting low on ammo. Mm-hmm. You know, because I mean, he's already used three of the bullets on the walkers. So yeah. I mean, it's only a six chamber gun. And he's led about two miles worth of walkers, yeah, about no five shit. miles yeah, no on a Georgia highway or Washington highway. That's exhausting. Even thinking about that. Let alone, yeah, that sounds like too much exercise. Let alone exactly. Let alone with a through and through through your gut. Right. I think you should have carterized that like you know, Rambo did in Rambo Two. <laughs> Started on fire with the same rebar because poetic justice. But but the only thing is, so he's like not giving up, but he's like I'm I'm out of moves. Exactly. Yeah. He's he's pretty much resigned to the fact that he's gonna die. Yeah. Because the bridge didn't give way like he thought. Yeah. You know. And so like in, in epic, you know, oh, will he die next time? Find out. You you see like the the one of the walkers tips over like the the the, the box of dynamite. Right, and you know, you see all the dynamite laying there. But before we get into that, there was one scene of I don't know why it popped into my head, but when Rick is kind of like shambling along, and like he's like turning back, and he look turns around from the walkers, and he's come coming shambling again, and he's turning around and come back. There was one part of me that hoped like. He would turn around and he would be a walker, and then dun 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 dun, dun. <laughs> and they're all dancing dun, dun, on the dun, bridge, dun, dun dun dun, right? Like if they didn't do that, like cut, god damn it, stop it! If they did do that once, they missed a great opportunity. Yes, like, yes, they did. <laughs> I just like like. Turn that would be like, the most epic way that Andy Lincoln could ever leave the show as a choreographed thriller right? dancer out on the bridge. And then he turns around and he's back like back in Georgia, the hospital bed, and then he leaves and turns and he around just and his eyes. And his eyes are yellow. <laughs> I wish that would happen, but I'm glad it didn't. But like anyway, I digress. They knock over the dynamite. <laughs> they knock over the dynamite, and Rick finally sees his opening to be able to, you know, get this herd. Uh, get this herd taken care of, and you see at that point, you know, all of the main characters finally yeah. come back to the camp. You know, Ezekiel, you see Maggie, Michonne. Well, you, I don't think you see Ezekiel. I didn't see Ezekiel, but oh no, that was in the fever. Dream. But it was like it was Carol and you yeah, know, Michonne and and Daryl and everybody. Yeah, and, and Daryl's taking care of Walkers, you know, with, with a crossbow from a distance because you see all these Walkers just kind of straggling toward Rick. Well. You know, they're trying to get to him. Then all of a sudden, Rick decides, hey, you know what? I'm going to self-sacrifice. He shoots the dynamite, blows up the bridge, and everybody is absolutely just crushed. That was a huge fucking explosion. Just That's a lot of fucking dynamite, man. Yeah. That's a lot of dynamite. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the the bridge is broken up. And honestly, you know, I've had some beef with the, the past season and probably season and a half, some of the CGI. The CGI looked really good on those burning zombies kind of falling. Walking down there, I wrote that in my note. That looked fucking rad. Yeah, it, it looked really, really good. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. Either that or they had a lot of ballsy stunt people. I'm <laughs> <laughs> on fire! And then just like I had to jump into the water. I really enjoyed that 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 scene, the explosion scene, and like you said, the uh, aesthetics of the zombies yeah. walking into there's something oddly satisfying. It was like one of those oddly satisfying videos. I could probably watch like zombie flaming zombies dumping into the water to like help me sleep at night yeah because oh, uh, <laughs> you know and th- that even harkens back to one of the one of the things i think they muttered in 
season two, I believe it was, you know, when they talk about how the zombies are attracted, they're attracted by like fire and, and sound. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when the explosion happens, you just see these zombies that are like the first wave is on fire. Yeah. They fall in and just everything else catches fire and kind of just falls in after them because they're, they're chasing like, you know, the, the person in front of them almost. And what a great way to get rid of a giant herd is just because they're all, blow lem- them all up. they're all lemmings basically. Yeah. Not only did you blow them up, but you set a barrier of fire. They're still going to come and walk through because they're dumbass walkers. Mm-hmm. And they're going to go right into the river. So they're yeah, go they're walkers, from... not thinkers. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you what, man. Once Rick gets exploded, exploded, and, exactly. Once Rick gets exploded, and uh, Daryl sees it, and everybody sees it, and everybody's just freaking out and so sad. I didn't ball. But my eyes started to kind of well up a little bit. Dude, got, I'm not going to lie. I got I mean, a little moist. I mean, when you think about it, like, you, you know, it, it, we we have the distinct, I guess, privilege of being able to see some of the behind-the-scenes stuff with the show and, you know, the interactions with these characters yeah. off screen. Mm-hmm. And Norman Reedus and Andy Lincoln are truly, really, like, best friends. They're almost brothers. Mm-hmm. You know, brothers from another. Right. You know, and the, that sequence you know when daryl sees rick get blown up and for all intents and purposes thinks that he's absolutely dead hell i thought he's I, oh well, i didn't well, spoilers we're not yet but yeah for, all, for what we know he's dead and i thought so and i was like holy shit and then to see daryl being the first one to really get it and break down yeah he just starts crying i mean not he doesn't start bawling no but he's like holy shit right because he did it so self-sacrificing because he saw what the plan was because daryl knew exactly what what Rick was going yeah he was to trying do. to get the herd across the bridge to break the bridge exactly you know they and couldn't then, see the dynamite from where they were but you know once they they kind of figured that you know they're leading the herd across the bridge to try to get it to break I mean they they I, I think it finally set in you know Rick's sacrificing himself for the the, the good yeah you know keep him away from Alexandria and then he sees everybody and he's like no 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 go that way go that way and I'm like yeah go that way go that way they should have just came ran and got him somebody run point and then run that but way. they couldn't they, no. he was on the other side of the river yeah that's right but but I did I did think this was extremely telling because if you remember back to that part of the episode granted we just stopped watching it like 40 minutes ago right who was the first person that said let's go get him it was Maggie. Yeah. You know, the, this person that's had so many issues with, with you know, a, you know Andrew Lincoln's character on the show, you know, the the whole thing of not killing Negan mm-hmm. and some of the some of the decisions that he's made. She was the first person that says, look, we can divert the Walker herd away yeah. from him and we can get him. Let's go, like, you know? pots and pans. Yeah, exactly. Shit, yeah. Let's go shoot, you know, mm-hmm. let's go draw him away. And like, oh, and, it's not working. And then... And then I was like, oh, if Rick goes out like this, I'm okay with that. I would be too. I'm okay I, I, with that. I would that. absolutely be. So we see the gigantic explosion. The bridge is blown up. Yeah. The walkers start falling in. And, and they just, we, we, get, we get an immediate parallel to last season. Uh-huh. You know, when, when Negan is, is cut up, you know. Mm-hmm. You see that Michonne is holding on to Maggie, you know, trying to hold her back. Well, now Maggie's holding on to Michonne, mm-hmm. trying to hold her back and, yeah. and trying to allow her to grieve. Because, I mean, we think that, you know, Rick is little bits of Rick. Yeah, just burnt to a crisp. Yep. Burnt Rick! But, uh... <laughs> I'm burnt Rick! <laughs> <laughs> but we find out instead, he's floating Rick! Right? But first, that made me, like, that bum not bum me out, but I was, I was, I like I said, I got, my eyes got a little moist, a little teary, a little teary, and I was like... That's, that's a good way to go, Rick Grimes. Good on you. Yeah, you know? and I would have been absolutely content if that was the way yeah. that, you know, 
Because this character that has always tried to do the right thing, you know, not necessarily had the right outcome, but has mm-hmm. always tried to do the right thing. Right. You know, what he thought was best for other people other than himself. A good end goal. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that would have been an appropriate ending for his exactly. character. He sacrificed himself to not only save Alexandria, but take out a lot of motherfucking zombies with him because that's a natural deterrent. Yeah. So, and that's a was really good plan because there'd been no way the amount of zombies that came because they were close to Hilltop. If the amount of zombies came, they would have, like they said, they would have wiped and decimated Hilltop. No problem. Mm-hmm. So, it was, it would have been a good death of a very welcomed. He would have been shiny and chrome in Valhalla. You know? <laughs> I Witness! Live, I die! I live again! <laughs> Not mediocre! But, like you said, he floated downstream with all the other burnt as zombies, and they're starting to pile up, and I was like, damn. But then... Uh, <laughs> so, we, we really need to address the other part of the story that, we've, that we that we kind of alluded to earlier, yeah. which is Jadis. Yeah. You know, we, we see her leave the trash dump. Well, we don't see her leave the trash dump, but she leaves the trash dump in an RV. <coughs> she gets about a mile and a half away or so, and the RV breaks down. Well, she's still in com- communication with the helicopter, mm-hmm. whoever's on it. Yeah. We, we don't know who that is. Yeah. Apparently, they know her past because they're like, don't fuck with us this time. You fooled us once and twice. Don't fuck yeah, with you're, us. Yeah, you're screwing with us. You know, and, and she even says, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm, no more games. You know, I, I need to get out of here. Mm-hmm. And so that's pretty much it for that portion. Well, then fast forward after the bridge explodes. You know, Floaty Rick goes on down the stream. He, he kind of Floaty Rick. <laughs> he, he gets washed up on shore, and Jada sees him off in the in the distance. Well, the helicopter is coming in, and Jadis, you know, sees the smoke in the background. She sees Rick downstream, and the helicopter's communicating. Do you have our A? Yeah. And Jadis is like, No, 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 you know, no more games. I never had your A, but I've got a B. Yeah. You know, so uh, I don't know what the hell that means now because. I conjectured that it was alpha and beta and, you know, alpha male, beta male kind of deal. Nope, not anymore. I thought it was infected, not infected. I don't know what if that's even true anymore. So I have no idea what A and B means. No fucking clue, but I fucking loved it. Yeah. I fucking loved it. And he goes, JD goes up and the helicopter like, look, I have something. I have good something for you. I've got a B. We need this is something we need to do. This is a friend of mine. Please help. Yeah, Please he help. he helped me. I need to help him. Now. Yeah, and they're like, okay, right? And I was like, oh my god, he lives again, right? I was excited. It was like I knew it was gonna happen, but I still ate it up with the spoon. Yeah, and honestly, the only part of this episode that didn't work for me was the jaunty little tune uh, Space Junk by Wang Chung that was playing when he was on the helicopter. I liked it. I really liked it. Because everything else was so ominous and heavy, and all of a sudden it's like this jaunty little tune. But I think that's something you might need, you know, especially after somebody dying, that you assume dying, that you've been with for nine episodes. This was kind of a heartbreaking thing, and... The Walking Dead is not known for its lightheartedness, and especially with the I don't know. Easy like Street this, was a jaunty little tune. It was, but it's a memorable tune. I don't think Wang Chung is going to be as memorable as Easy Street. <laughs> this, but at the same time, uh, I thought it was like, yeah, it kind of made me feel like everything's going to be okay. Yeah, you know, it's this is the end of this chapter. Well, and you know, and, and Rick's right. not just on the helicopter. I mean, he's actually been patched up. I mean, yeah, he's we, going we don't, to we, safety. We don't, we don't know if he's living or dying, but I mean, right. he's got a nasal cannula. I mean, somebody so on that helicopter knows how to, yeah, knows how to do kind of like meatball surgery, almost yeah. like mash. If he comes back as a cyborg, I'm going to be pissed. But then it's good to know. Rick Grimes, right? eliminate stuff. 
fangs. <laughs> but <laughs> but he comes in like the ED two oh nine. Happy birthday, Judith. But uh, <clears throat> but no, I liked it. I I liked the jaunty tune. I thought it was like okay. It was comforting. Yeah, and in, I can see a, how it, I can see way. how you know some people it would be like you know kind of a kind of a relief from all the heaviness of, yeah. of the episode. So we see that Rick and Jadis are on his helicopter and they're being whisked away to somewhere. And apparently yeah. he goes like back into a coma or something, or where he's just being knocked out. Yeah, I mean I would be too, man. Ambiguous. I mean if he lost that, it, dude. If he if he lost that much blood, man, I, I'm kind of calling BS honestly because I mean if he got impaled through the stomach like. The way yeah. he did, I, I I think he should have died a way back, long time ago, like somewhere on the road, on the horse, like <laughs> like you said in the episode chain. Yeah, but it was satisfying though. Yeah, I, I, I no, it, it. I mean, I I really do. I mean, I think it was a very fitting, uh, a very fitting quote ending yeah. for the character that we've seen since yeah. you know episode one. But it, it's left it so ambiguous, but yet like it was almost. I know we bitched about it on previous episodes where it's like Rick Grimes' final four episodes or something. But at the same time, I think they did that because if we would have not known that it was coming in this kind of ending where like he lives yet again and to see another day, but we don't know where, we don't know why, we don't know how. If we did not know that this was his last episode... I would be pissed if we never saw him again because I want to be like, where the fuck did he go? Dude, Why I'm didn't still you t- pissed that we haven't found Heath. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Jesus true. Christ, man. It's- He's the one like missing character out of this entire series right? that is just pissing me off. <laughs> it's like, sense. dude, I realize he played Dr. Dre. There's not going to be <laughs> another straight out of Compton 2. Come on, bring the guy back for at least an episode or let us know what happened to him. They forgot about Dre. Apparently, because that, I mean, I can could almost stand knowing that you know Andy Lincoln or Rick Grimes or whatever you want to call him <laughs> is kind of just out in the wind. I want to know what the fuck happened to Heath. You didn't see him. He was uh, he was in the uh, the herd. Yeah, he's, he's floating down the river. Bloop 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 bloop. <laughs> but <laughs> no, <clears throat> I don't know. I I enjoyed it. I I I liked where it went. But like I said, if it just came out of nowhere. I would be super fucking pissed. But the fact that they announced it and we know that this is the last episode, I'm okay with it being an ambiguous ending. Let them think that he's dead. Let them go do and we don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I know it's kind of fucked up to like know that six years goes by and we still nobody fucking knows. Yeah, we we, we no... see the yeah, after Rick gets on the helicopter, we see a time jump. I'm assuming it's gonna be like five, six years somewhere around there. It has to be at least Because Judith is uh, Judith is old. I mean, yeah. she's older. Right? Judith is at least like what, 10, 12? Maybe not even that. No, mm. maybe about 10. Yeah, probably 10. About that. So probably about, about the time that, you know, Carl really started becoming an ass kicker. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh huh. And uh, so basically, a time jump. Everything like so happy together. Yeah. Like, and, and, and what it does. Wang Chung. Yeah. And the the way that the, the show did it is like everything starts to grow. Mm-hmm. You know, everything kind of morphs into what, what it would be in the future. Yeah. And we see this new group of individuals who are being essentially accosted by this gigantic group of walkers again. And, you know, they're fighting through it. They're fighting through it. And they're kind of surrounded at this point. And all you see is pop, 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 pop. You know, and all of a sudden it's like, come with me. You hear this voice off in the distance and they start running through. Like a little kid's voice. Yeah, a little kid's voice. And I was like, I was thinking like, oh, I know where this is going. I do too. And, And the badass part about it is you see an older character, an older female character, probably about, you know, 10, 11, like we were saying. Yeah. But... She's got Rick's python 
that big ass six shooter. Uh huh. And then she she reaches down and grabs the sheriff's hat. It was totally okay. It was totally fucking cheesy. Oh, it was fan totally, service. Absolutely, it was totally cheesy and totally like that whole like almost evil that dun 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 dun. The new hero arrives, right? The chosen one is here. I but I fucking dug it so much because it was just a badass little girl putting on Carl's hat with her dad's gun. Fucking up some zombies. Well, I mean, dude, I thought you, it was great. It car- carries on the Grimes kick-ass, le- uh, you know, legacy, man. Yeah. Like my father and my brother before me. Yeah. You know? So, and you know, through some <laughs> of the the conversations that we had, you know, the new character is is Magna that gets introduced. Um, we we still are going to see, you know, what happens in in episodes six, seven, eight before the mid season break. So it's going to really build those characters. Yeah. Um, I don't want to go any kind of conjecture no, for the next. I want to go. I want to. I'm kind of pissed off that I saw the next. The the I little gotta, bit of. I have to stop watching the previews right yeah, after it. Yeah, we need to like pause it or just change the channel or something. They need to say, "Hey, we're showing scenes from next week's episode." In three, two, two one, one. Yeah, yeah something because like we're sitting there gathering our notes and like I can't help but look because exactly. I want to see it. But we'll get into yeah. that. We'll get and, into and that. We won't even next, talk about next that. week. Next yep, week. We won't even talk about that. But, so, so genius with these three segments. You know, we did the Jada segment. We did the Rick segment, which was the huge part of it. Mm-hmm. And then we did the Maggie Michonne. Do you have anything else that you want to cover? No. Okay. I, so what I alluded to earlier, you had made mention to the mailbox. Do you remember what was on the mailbox? No. Cardell. Uh huh. Why does that name have any kind of significance? Car- Cardell. Cardell. Cor- Cordell. No, Cardell. C-A-R-D-I-L-L-E. Okay, so this is what I'm thinking. This episode was was directed by Greg Nicotero, right? Uh-huh. Cardell is the main character in Day of the Dead. Oh, uh, nice. So, and, and, and what we come through is, you're, if you remember... And, and you, I, I thought Bub the zombie was there, but anyway, go on. Well, I don't, I don't think it was Bub, but... You know, Nicotero was uh, the assistant to Savini on Day uh-huh. of the Dead, right? In, right. in the makeup and uh-huh. FX? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Cardell is is the main character in Day, but that's her actual name. Yeah. But if you remember, Bill Cardell is the, the guy that is doing the original, like, the original uh, reporting in Night of the Living Dead. Nice. Yeah. So, I thought that was, if, if it was... If it was really that what that it's, is, yeah. Well, if it's a callback or if it's like a loving homage from Nicotero back to Romero, yeah. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it was. It has to be because The Walking Dead is chock full of shit like that, and that's why. That's why it's. It's not. It's fan service, but it's delicious fan service. Yeah, absolutely. And it's you like know? Little, it's little Easter eggs like that. So I'm hoping that's what it is. I really do. Yeah, because you know, I mean, you you're a huge fan of Romero. I I love Romero, but. I'm excited. I like this show. I like. You know I, I think they rejuvenated me a I little bit. I think so too. It made me excited to see what's going on, and it handled the end of this chapter well. Mm-hmm. And it introduced a new chapter. Although a lot of people are going to be like, "Man, that's fucking corny and that's fucking cliche." Yes, it is. But at the same time, they did it well. I like it. Yeah, and yeah, they did it well. Exactly. Yeah. It's not phoned in. So we covered all three of the segments. You didn't have anything else. Mm-hmm. I dropped a little little nugget of knowledge on you. Yes, if that, you did. If it, yes, if it stays true. I mean, if, nice. if that's what it is. It'd be nice. Um, so with that being said, like we do on all our episodes, we rank them from, you know, 
zero to or one to ten, ten being the highest. How would you rank this episode? Um, I kind of want a mulligan on this one. I'm kind of mulligan. I'm kind of torn between an eight and a half and a nine. Ooh, I wow. really enjoyed this episode, but I didn't enjoy it enough to be a nine. And I think it deserves a little bit more of eight and a half. I liked the way that it wrapped up the whole Andrew Lincoln story, bringing it back all the way from uh, Shane and Herschel, the parallels to the mm-hmm. first episode. and it, But like you said, it wasn't that much like, hey, here's the first Walker girl. Hey, remember Sophia? Yeah. Remember the girl that got killed? <laughs> remember like, her? It's like those Facebook posts, this is her now, feel old yet, or whatever those ones. Oh, yeah, like and the she, Up Rocks video. Right, but she's like all like decrepit and fucking like just a dead rotting zombie because it happened eight years ago. But like, no. They did it well. They closed up his chapter well. And like you said, I think they rejuvenated They rejuvenated the episode. And they made me excited to see the next chapter. I still haven't seen a perfect episode. And I don't think it deserves a 9. But I think it deserves more than an 8.5. So that's why I'm going to 8 and 7.5. I thoroughly enjoyed this yeah. ending. And I, I think I'm going to go with an 8.5 as well. You know, the, there were some minor you know, yeah, issues. Yeah, some beefs. But, but, I mean, it was nothing too terrible. Right. You know, it, it wasn't like, oh, my God, that's bullshit or anything like that. Right. I, I think for me personally i would have liked to have seen rick just die you know i think they're setting him up possibly with you know what i think we talked about it in the last episode or the episode previous to that Mm -hmm. is the fact that the helicopter i think is part of the commonwealth yeah you know just because this is another group that we haven't seen if you remember back to when they're they're first setting up the camp and i believe it was episode one of season nine they've got like all the different signs and everything on the signpost the bottom one is toledo yeah. So, I mean, granted, that's a callback to MASH. MASH, but at the but, same time, you know. But, you know, and that's, that's like, I think that's another group that we have yet to see that's further away. I think they're just kind of saying, oh, look, Toledo. But, no, I think it's more, you know, because, I mean, these people obviously have the ability to, to you know, fly. Right. So, they, they have the ability to get away from D.C. and the, the East Coast area. And they got bit. enough technology to keep, like, triage supplies in the helicopter. Yeah. So, so I mean, so, they're obviously good at foraging because, I mean, uh-huh. we see the... It, if you remember back to episode one, they're more advanced than the Scooby Gang, right? Yeah, I mean, if you remember back to episode one, when Rick walks out of the when Rick walks out of the the hospital, mm-hmm. there's a big ass helicopter there. Yep. You know, so maybe these people scavenged that helicopter and, and decided to just get the f away from Atlanta Makes and everything sense. else. So I'm going to go eight and a half because I think they did a lot of things. I mean, I would have preferred to see Andy Lincoln's character. You know, I, I would have preferred to see Rick just go. Yeah. You know, that way he could completely be with his family because judith isn't really his daughter right <laughs> yeah but then at the same time you know it's still it, it leaves like some sort of marriage of hope but if that I, possibly we could see him maybe you know a couple seasons again. or maybe even this when the series wraps up but here's the thing like i also like i was saying i'm i'm cautious not cautious i'm optimistic about the next chapter basically the walking dead because it looks very cool and very interesting because i like everybody's new haircuts but <laughs> But did Daryl finally take a shower? Find out next week. Right? Did you notice that everybody looked different except Daryl? Daryl was the only one that's still, I guess, scuzzy chic. So, like, whatevs. But I I forgot where I was going with this. No, I hope if they bring Rick Grimes back, because, you know, eventually they're going to do, because he's not dead. You know? if they, Well, we don't know if he's dead or not. Yeah. I mean, but, those injuries could have been could have been his... Uh, no, Anne was like, you're going to be okay. You're going to... And he's awake. He was awake when things, he goes, I think I'm going to be okay. But then he goes back into his coma. So I think that's fine. It's kind of like the circle of life. He started out in a coma. He ends in a coma. It's satisfying. But I don't 
want them to bring him back like in three weeks or even like the next season. He needs to stay gone for at least two seasons. Oh, I think he'll be gone for even longer than that, man. That's I mean, what I'm saying. At you, least you, two. You got to figure a lot of with uh, with these British actors. I mean, they're coming across the pond to, to go to Atlanta for you know eight to ten months to film this, and he's been I doing mean, it for ten years. Yeah, and that's a that's a huge strain on like family life. Yeah. So I mean, I can understand you know Andy wants, Lincoln wanting yeah. to be around his kids, wanting to be around his wife. You know, he's got money. Yeah. I mean, yeah exactly. I mean, he's he, he got that Walking Dead money. He's got he's going. He's got enough money on fucking action figures alone and costumes and like fucking. You know how many Rick Grimes I saw this year? I saw a ton of little Rick Grimes running around. Exactly. But uh, no. Um, so I'm going to go eight and a half. You're going to go eight and a half. Yeah. Bordering, teetering, possibly on a nine, really maybe, possibly. It. I really enjoyed this episode. It was a good cathartic closure for me. So we will actually be back on Wednesday with the final wrap-up of USA's The Purge. Yeah. And then that following Monday with Season 9, Episode 6 of AMC's The Walking Dead. The new chapter. But on behalf of Genius McGee, I'm Dustin P. And I'm going to go on a helicopter ride. <laughs>